a night out, then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love, what we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday nights at 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time, and please remember, love everybody. And welcome to Late Light and Love tonight. It is, oh, it's Saturday night. It's the middle of August sometime. I don't even know what the heck date it is. It's what is it? Is it the 15th? I no, it's yeah, the 15th. it's the 15th. Not that it matters a whole lot. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, it's been a time warp. Uh, it's been a strange week, it's, and it's been a strange day. Um, thank you for joining us, spending some time here with us at Late Night Love tonight. Um, we've got a grab bag of stuff. I'm not even sure what's on this list entirely, so we're going to have some fun with that. Um, we've also got a little story here to start off about um, this young man, and I do mean a young man. There's no other way to say it. At, this, this young man, Bridger Walker, he's a six-year-old boy out of I forget where I forget where he was, what the city was. Anyway, you guys can look it up. It's Bridger Walker. He's a six year old boy who saved his two year old sister from a dog attack because out of nothing but pure unconditional love. When they asked him why he did it, he says because if someone must die it must be me. I'm the older brother. And that is nothing but pure love. And where does that come from at six year old? I'm not even sure that can be a cultural implantation at that age. It's, that's something much deeper. That's a, you know, either a bond with his two year old sister, you know, and lots of children have those bonds with their two year old sister. So it's nothing extraordinary but willing to jump into a dog attack and, and take it and the nurse said the only time he cried was when he put in the IV and to kind of top it all off the WBC the World Boxing Championship gave him the heavyweight title for a day so he is now officially a heavyweight champion for the rest of his life amen that is a champion right there and it's done out of nothing but pure unconditional love there's nothing else can make you do that there's nothing else that can make you do that it's so it's you know and at six years old there's something deep within all of us you know when we love something we have an unconditional love be it for your sister or your spouse, or your parents, or your best friend. You know, you will sacrifice yourself for them. Well, better me than them. And is there any more... Is there any other way to say, you know, to show you somebody that you love them? Is, you know, I'm willing to sacri literally sacrifice myself for my sister because you know I love her so much she deserves to I just how does that cross your mind at six I don't get it 
but it is an act of pure love. And our honor, we sit here and we honor that young man, Bridger Walker. You, sir, are a hero. And we thank you. You have made the world a better place. And you have given inspiration to me, and I'm sure thousands, if not millions of others who hear your story. And so we thank you. Okay. So as we get past that, if you guys would like to um, be partake in the show, you can leave a comment and we can read your comments here. We can't actually see most of them. I think we get to see all your comments. We can reply to your comments or read them here. You can contact the Facebook page. We can send you a link if you wanted to come on the show. Or you can go to our Anchor FM page. Let me get you the... Oops. There it is. Anchor.fm slash late night love. And you can leave a video, uh, not a video, a voice message. And we can answer your questions or respond to your comments that way. Or you can always send us an email, love at late night love dot us. And technically, you can actually see those real time over there. Not that you're looking, but we'll set that up at halftime. We're not going to. All right. We don't worry about that now. Um, so without uh, further ado, I had something else I wanted to. Man, I've really got to script this start of these shows. Where are these days? That's, that's <laughs> one of these days. That's on the agenda. We did a lot this week. We actually added more things. If we added we, more things? Yes. Yes. Go to latenightlove.us. It's the easiest way to actually go and check out. We re-edited our past um Daily, daily Dose podcasts, yeah, or daily doses, and we actually think they're really well done. And if you should go back and give us your feedback, that would be great. We'd appreciate that. Yeah, I think we've uh, made some adjustments. You know, our uh, we we finally got our audio stuff squared away, so this the audio sounds good. We added some background music. We're very carefully selected. You know, some background music, but we really do. We really found that you know, for us, we get to concentrate. We don't have to worry about the technical details. We get to kind of concentrate on the on making you know the best content we can. Focus on making ourselves better and improving ourselves. We don't have to worry about improving uh, you know the technical aspects. I don't have to learn how to you know edit audio and add things and go look for free music, background music and add all those things that we wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done it because it would have taken so much time. Anyway, so that's just saying, we, I love that little feature that I'd noticed and it really adds something to us. So I think there was something else. I was actually vamping for time, hoping I'd remember what the hell I was trying to talk about. <laughs> there was something else I wanted to say. I couldn't think of it. Okay. We got a script here, intros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something I wanted. There was something else. Anyway. You'll think of it. Yeah, I'll think of it when I get around to it. Oh, and please share. Go check out our daily doses and share them around. We could really use your help. And you can go to Anchor FM if you happen to want to help the show continue. For long term, there is a sponsor segment. You can actually donate to the show and uh, at anchor.fm click donate and we will eventually set up you know different levels and stuff but we figured we get the basics started and we build one step at a time 
take you all along our journey with us because openness, love, compassion is all what we are about here. Okay, so I see a full clipboard over there. Yes, and it's a real grab bag tonight. This is um, a from a, a, you can look for it on the internet. It's very easy to find. A hundred and forty weird questions to ask your boyfriend. Dead. We've had a modified chunk of these, but still. We've, we've modified some of these. Yes, but um, but should we jump right in? Yeah, yeah, let's go. You've got the you've got the clipboard. I don't know why I gave you the clipboard. Okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a roughly here we go. We're gonna jump right in with a big one. Rebound relationships, good or bad. Why do I feel like I'm on a game show all of a sudden? (laughs) Rebound relationships. Well, I I that depends. If you're using I don't think rebound relationships are inherently good or bad. It entirely depends upon where you are. It with yourself and if you're ready to move forward in a relationship or if you're just having some fun. As long as you know where your head is, then there's it's just a relationship. As long as you're honest and open about it. Yeah. And you know, and if your feelings change, if your thoughts and desires change, you've got to be open and honest about that. But it you have to be ready for any relationship to be the one. Otherwise, why are you wasting the other person's time? It's not just about you. You know, you have to be compassionate about the other person too. You know, they may want something. They may be looking for something real and you're not. And so you've just wasted three, four months of their life while they could have been out looking for their something real. And you don't want to do that either. So, in your search for healing, compassion, companionship, whatever that is, you don't want to ignore the fact that you can hurt other people in your process and you need to be mindful and careful and open with those you find yourself in a relationship with so that people don't get hurt because that's ultimately what happens in the rebound relationship, right? There's got to somebody two... starts caring more than the other one. Yeah. The, uh, it's the other person, the person who's on the rebound relationship is only looking for three months of fun while the other person is looking for a lifetime commitment. And they weren't either honest enough with themselves or their other person, right? Somebody wasn't honest enough in that relationship to know where it really was and it should never right. have gone. Right. And so that's what you want to be careful of because you don't want to create more pain because that ripples through not just your life, through their lives and through society. And so we all should you know, follow the doctor's ethos, first cause no harm to yourself or other people. And so it's not whether a rebound relationship is, is good or bad. It's don't let your relationship be a rebound relationship. You know, if you just want some fun, find somebody who just wants some fun and keep it that way. Okay, thank you. I agree. It would be my suggestion, anyway. That's my suggestion. Okay, next question. What if you had... You know, a, a penchant for a certain body type. Say, what if you really like hairy people? I mean, how, what, 
or if you don't and your partner you the love of your life has this hairy back what do you do well i'm assuming if they became your partner then there's something about them that transcends that issue you mean you don't just buy them a waxing certificate no you don't just buy them a waxing certificate. I mean, you could, I suppose you could talk to them about it, but in, what if it's something that's not something they can really change easily? Will it get crass? And what's boob size? Ah. What if you're, you know, it doesn't matter. What if you're a man or a woman, you know, lesbian couples have this issue. What if, a, what if they like big boobs and your partner's got small ones? Or penis size, but if your partner's got a small penis, uh, okay. What do you do? I don't care. But but what if you're a size queen? What if you're a size queen? Well, you have a decision to make, then, don't you? Yeah. Right. That's. Are you going to be that superficial or not? You know, or is that, or is there ways around it, or is there, you know, are there? Other ways to like a waxing certificate. Well, yeah, but the, it, it's still gonna grow back, and then you're sending this poor person to go get wax all the goddamn time. <laughs> but I suspect if, if like a hairy back or something like that was a deal breaker, it would have been a deal breaker. It would have been a deal breaker early on. Yeah, it would have been a deal breaker, and, and so and if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Yeah, I mean, there are some things that you just, you know, maybe you don't like someone with big feet, and so if someone's got big feet, you just can't deal with it. Or maybe you've got a feet thing, and you need someone with big feet. Otherwise, you're not happy. Hey, if everybody's happy and everybody's consensual and everybody didn't knock yourselves out, but. I would suggest you not be that superficial, but that's easy to say and not necessarily always easy to do, especially for the young. Uh, we get to be old. We don't care. Our bodies are falling apart. We look in the mirror and go, why the hell does anybody want this? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just happy anybody's interested. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen myself in the mirror. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, when you love somebody, you have the rose-colored glasses. And I don't different. know what you're talking about. I think you're fetching. I think you wear rose-colored glasses, but that's what love I does. I love you. That's what love does. You have does. barely changed in the last 10 years. I have longer hair. There's that. Yeah, but if you can't help something, you can't help something. I can see how early on that would Yeah, but it would bright itself. Yeah, I think that's one of those things. If someone was really hairy, you wouldn't be attracted to them. Yeah. And if you got to the point where you've developed a relationship, then you've gotten past the hairy part. It's just one of those things that you're you've decided at some point it's gonna annoy you, but you're gonna live with. Now, there are some other things. If someone's like obese or becomes you know, it might be a health issue. You may have to discuss it. And, you know, but even still, I don't know. My personal experiences is I don't notice those kinds of things. So 
But I suspect younger people, especially, you know, I'm old at this stage. I'm trying to remember what, you know, my 20 year old self was pretty crass. So I'm just saying, I don't think I'm all that unusual. Okay. Okay. So I think younger people will have a propensity to make a bigger deal out of these things when they're 20. Yes. When they're, when they're 40. Well, I know one relationship thing. I do. This kind of leads into another question. Sure. For some women, they they get upset when their partner looks at porn, looks at other women. Does it really mean you desire another woman? No. It's, I don't necessarily want to say feeding. It, the male brain has a natural habitat of, of kicking towards sex, especially when you're really young. And so it literally has nothing to do with, the, it's not like you thinking you want to go find the person. It's not even that you necessarily, and in a strange way, the stuff you watch on porn isn't stuff you necessarily want to do in real life. It, it's right. So right. there's, those real life and, and pornography are actually separate issues unless someone's had an addiction problem or something like that. And so, but generic general porn use, it's got nothing. It's not directly related to your relationship. It's got no direct connection. Like if you're, oh, he's watching porn, there must be something wrong with our relationship. No. He may be stressed about work or he may be bored or, <laughs> or it's, you know, and maybe he doesn't want to bother you. You know, maybe, you know, you're stressed and you, uh, I'll take care of that myself. There's a thousand reasons why one might do it. I swear to God, half the time men watch porn, it's out of boredom. Really? Yeah. Really? Really. We're bored and we just don't want to bother with anything else and it's easy. It's easy. We are fundamentally lazy. It's entertaining. It's easy. And you get a nice hit of endorphins and it's natural. Well, just every, it's just a win-win situation there, isn't it? <laughs> and if you're slightly stressed, it eases that, you know, uh-huh. the only stress with it comes if your partner has a negative reaction to that. And now you do want to be careful because. Well, I, I, I think that becomes, that's more a younger woman's insecurity as i've gotten older i i really don't care i really don't care i used to think it meant i wasn't enough but now i realize that's not it at all it's it's just kind of like a hobby for y'all yeah, kind of <laughs> It's kind of, it's actually a kind of sadly, that is a sad but good way to put it. It really is. I just, it really is sad. And by going, but damn, it's good. It's, it's, it's kind of sad and pathetic, and you don't want to, God, we really that crap? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. But the nice thing is, y'all ain't as nice, prison prom, proper as y'all. Like the pretend yard. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. What's your next question? Well, let, I'll let you slide tonight. I'm being nice. But one of these days, I'm going to make you speak up for womankind. 
Okay. <laughs> next show. Next show. You got to come up with some good questions. Oh, I, I just I'm dovetail off. I just make you answer some of these from the woman's perspective. I don't have to dovetail nothing. I, okay. <laughs> I'm a professional TV host. I know how to do this. All right. Bring it on. <laughs> I'm being nice to you today. Mm, yes, you are. What? Well, let's hot. It's 107 today, people. It was 110 today. 110 today? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, next question. No, okay, what do you do if your partner all of a sudden develops this real adrenaline, adventurous, you know, they decide they're going to take up skydiving, and this just scares the bejesus out of you. I mean, how do you how do you let go with love? I mean, well, I guess that's an interesting question is, are they asking you to go skydiving with you or are they saying, Hey, I wanted to try skydiving and are you going to throw a cow if I do? Right. I mean, there is a difference. Um, but I can go back in a sense. I mean, let's remove skydiving for a second. We'll come back to it. Let's go say hiking. Cause this is something I can go. I actually have some, kind of family experience with my grandparents. My grandma would sit in the car while everybody else would go hiking for three, four hours. Right? We'd go off and all day hike and grandma would, she'd come with us and she'd know we were going to go hiking all day and she'd sit in the car. Now we don't think she actually sat in the car. We think she did her own little smaller hikes and did her own things. Right. But we don't actually know because Dawn was there. <laughs> you know, grandma did her own thing. And why everybody else went, because she didn't like the big, long hikes. And so she wouldn't do them. But she didn't want to get in anybody else's way either. And so, you know, it made her happy. And because apparently, you know, it's the way it was, because it's the way it was. No one questioned it. There was, so it just was. This is what she wanted it to do. Yeah. And grandma didn't drive. So it's not like she could get in the car and go somewhere. She was stuck there. And so, yeah. And that's back in the days before cell phones, and you know, like this is not even phones, you, you know, it's just there. But so there is that. So you can, in some ways, you can navigate that. Now, when you get start getting to things like world travel or climbing uh, Mount Everest or skydiving, and they want you to come with them, well. And you're not adventurous, you gotta figure out a way to say, No, no, I can't go with you. Can't, I'm not gonna go skydiving, I can't do that. But they also, if they loved you, they wouldn't ask you to do that. So, I guess the question is, Do you love someone enough to say, Okay, you can go skydiving? Or hell no, you're gonna kill yourself, you don't get to go. Yeah, I know. You're, I mean, you can't. Tell them that you can't tell somebody no. You can't do something you really, really want. So you're saying I could have ridden that bull at the at the carnival thing last year? No, you would have hurt your neck, and I would have had to watch out for you for weeks. <laughs> okay, so you're contradicting yourself over here. Well, what I was going to say, <laughs> if they went skydiving, if you have some misgivings, you could research the skydiving school. You could check their safety record. You could say, okay, go, but I'm staying at home. I'm not going to watch you. Or, yeah, I want to watch you. I want to know the second you, you land. Splat on the ground. 
you know? I mean, there are lots of ways to work it. I was robbed then. I should have hopped on the pool. No pictures, no proof. No, That's no, what I said. But no. someone would have taken a picture of me, man. They would have gotten out. You would have been in so much trouble. <laughs> mechanical bull. Since when do you want to ride a mechanical bull? Because it was there. Because it was there. <laughs> I'm a guy. It was there. You mean like the mushrooms? I didn't take the mushrooms. I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Somebody had to not have the mushrooms. <laughs> Well, they were there, so I can kind of relate. Yeah. The difference is I didn't get mad at you when you ate the mushrooms. I got mad at you just for thinking about it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See what I put up with here. She tells you guys one thing, and I have to deal with something else. <laughs> we're smoking this thing early. <laughs> <laughs> What else you got throwing me? I don't miss. I got excited calling you Lubby. And I don't know. I'll okay, okay. We're going to hit a heavy one here. Okay. Teenage parents. Good, bad, or indifferent? Okay. We'll have to put the joint down before after that. We'll put the joint down for that. <coughs> Teenage parents. It's a really freaking bad idea. For the not because I don't think teenagers can ultimately become great parents because they can, right? Uh, there's God, I gotta stop saying right so much. Um, teenagers can become grow into good parents, but it's life is hard enough as it is, and being a parent is hard enough as it is, and trying to do it when you have minimal resources, minimal life experience, minimal education, minimal, you know, direction in life. It, you're setting yourself up for a very difficult thing because you're still trying. You're At that point, you're going to be raising yourself while you're raising your child. Mm-hmm. And it can be done, especially it can if you can be done, especially if you have a loving, caring family, supportive family unit. And you, but most people who have, you know, children in their teenage years don't have the strong, supportive, loving family. It's why they've got children. They're not making bad mistakes because they're looking for love that they're not getting at home. So they're not going to have that strong, supportive. But, you know, you want to be careful because you don't want some young girl or young family you know, to think poorly of themselves because they've made a bad choice. I would much rather have teenagers be young raising a child than not have that child. You know, I'm no fan of abortion. I'd rather have them, you know, I'm not saying it should be illegal. I don't want them. We're not, it's not an abortion question issue. I would rather that's, them try to. That's, that wasn't the question. I'd rather have them raise that child and struggle than not raise that child. But I'd rather not have them get into that position in the, in first, the place. first place. Yes. You're better off. But at the same time, you know, great struggles create 
can create great artists and great achievements. Yes. So avoid it like all the plague. But if you find yourself in that situation, no, it is not hopeless. You know, we sit here and say, and it's tough. And yes, it's tough. Life is tough. And, and taking that path makes your difficult life even harder. But you can do it. Well, I think it's it, it, it's double tough for teens. Um, when you when you're older, you have a little more patience, a little with yourself, a little more resilience. But that doesn't mean it can't be done. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just you have to realize that you're going to be in full-on learning mode for the next decade. Ten years. Yeah. Yeah, everything's going to shift. Yeah, you're not going to. You're not going to have solid ground to stand on for a decade, and and that's that might be the hardest part of all. That, all the, that's the hard. Yeah. It's all the other stuff is just stuff to do. You know, most of parenting is just stuff to do. It, it's it's the cha- it's the grind of changing diapers, raising the kids, listening to the screaming. But it's ultimately it's just stuff to do. It's just task piled upon task piled upon task. Yeah. And if you can wrap your head around that, you can accomplish those tasks. But it's hard to do that when the ground underneath you, the you know your foundation of humanity is constantly shifting because you're still a child and you're really trying to raise a family in an ever changing environment and. And you're still trying to find direction in your own life so you can give direction to your child. And and it is just so difficult. But you do see it to be done. So, but it's, it's I, done every it's, day. It's done every day. You know, yes. but this other side is, you know, that's failed every day. Yeah. But the people who fail, they fail because they don't have the resources to try properly. They haven't been, they don't have the family resources, don't have the educational resources. They're emotionally damaged from some reason and they don't have the mental health resources to get past that. And so healing yourself, because if you're a teenager with that gets pregnant, unless it's, you know, most teenagers who get pregnant have issues to be dealt with. Yes. And so you're going to have to deal with those if you're going to move forward. And now we really need this. What the hell? Okay, a little lighter. Do you believe in karma? <laughs> Man. You did segways. All right. We're going to put a break in that. Okay. So now we just come back from our commercial. Oh, we've come back from our commercial. Oh, that was our break. Oh my! It God. is now, man. Good <laughs> lord! Here's some teen pregnancy to karma. Fuck, man. Making sure you're not my high school counselor. <laughs> we got a lot of growing. <laughs> I don't want you to be my high school counselor, man. I think karma is like you know you you put it out there and. Does it come back to you? Not always, but I think it has to do with 
a frame of mind too. If you're looking for the positive, if you're, uh, then you see the positive. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction is a fundamental truth of life. A lot of people think it's just physics. It's a fundamental truth of life. It happens with the relationships, with people, with everything. And so does karma exist? Yes, it does. Now, can you always predict it? No, you cannot. <laughs> um, so, but as a general rule of thumb, you know, you reap what you sow. If you put negativity into the world, you will get negativity back from the world. If you put positivity into the world, you will get more positivity into the world. It's like uh, a social media algorithm. It feeds you what you look at. The world will feed you what you feed it. And so if you give it negative, it'll feed you negative. If you give it positive, it will feed you positive. And so you can create your own reality in a sense. Now, well, yes, you do. Now, you can. can you control it? No, no, you can't. All you can do is continue to put out the best you can into the world Oops. and hope that, you know, you don't stumble across something that's uncontrollable. Okay. But for, but yeah, you get what you, you know, you reap what you sow. There, there, you've, there's a millions of these sayings for a reason. You're talking eons of, of experience. We should listen. Okay. Okay, this would, inv would involve some audience participation. Who is better, Flipper, Lassie, or Skippy? What I want to know from our audience, who is the heck is Skippy? Who the does, hell is Skippy? I don't does know. anybody know who Skippy is? I don't know is? who Skippy is. I don't know either, but, you know, Lassie was better. No, wait a minute, I'm Flipper. No, you could cuddle with Lassie. You could play with Lassie. Yeah, you have to have to pick up Lassie's poop. Flipper was better. I didn't know you wouldn't have to pick up dolphin poop. How does that work? Because he's in the ocean. No, he was in the pool. He was in a pool. He went into the ocean anytime he wanted. Well, it's been a while since I've seen him. They call him Flipper. Flipper. He's faster than lightning. Not, nothing in the sea is smarter than he. True. That's what okay. the song said, anyway. I have a difficult question. What can people do? They're, they want to be with their partner, but they're ashamed of their body. You know, uh, now I'm a personal favorite, you know, of lingerie and candlelight. Everybody looks good. All right. Well, and we go through so many different phases in our life, like after a pregnancy, where you know we we need that intimacy, but we're not feeling at our at our sexiest. How can how can people 
what can they do to overcome this? Should this be talked about? Well, should I, they kind of work it out together? Well, I think you're dealing with maybe dealing with two different issues. One, you have one person, some people who are ashamed of their body, no matter what their body looks like. Right? Uh, are, God, I gotta stop doing that. There are so there are some people who, no matter, they can be the most you know attractive person on the on, on in the room, and they're still going to be ashamed of their body because there's something in them that tells them they're not enough, and that's a psychological issue. And there's nothing much your partner can do about that. Now, on the case of like after a pregnancy where they're still feeling bloated and, and, and kind of fat and you haven't gotten back or you're never going to get back you know, to the old body and there's the kind of the disappointment. Well, that, that realization the, that things aren't going back the way they once were. Yeah, and so they're all that. Now, and so there's so that kind of a shame, that kind of, I don't even See, but I'm not a woman, so I don't know, because I don't know I don't know men who feel ashamed of their body, and so this is not something I have much experience with from from that side. I can think of it from the man's side, is for the most part, if we genuinely unless you're a really superficial jackass, we don't care. Okay. I mean it can get to a point where we care, I suppose, but for the most part, we don't care. If we say we don't care, we don't care. We really don't care. We really don't care. We love you. And yeah, it's one of those things, theoretically, do you like this kind of thing? Well, yeah, but I like you. Well, because, you know, hello, I'm here. I'm yeah. here. I want to <laughs> be with you. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th theoretically, I like that physical form, but, you know, that's just a physical form. There's more to life than a physical form, and you have right. to. Now, if I could get you in that physical form, maybe that'd be great. But, you know, <laughs> but life don't work that way. So I am what I am. We, and, you know, we know how we know how mirrors work. And so we're not judgmental. Now, no. now there are those who are and they're just jackasses and throw them aside. Toss ah. them aside. Well, there's nothing you can do with them. Those, there's a group of men, and you know, and some maybe some women like that. It gives them something to reach for, and so I, I always leave that aside. There are people kind of if there's relationships for every kind, but uh, yeah, for the most part, if you've got someone who cares more about if there, some if some guy asks you to give get a boob job because he likes big boobs, kicking the balls and go the other way. Doesn't mean you don't get a boob job. If you want to get big boobs, get big boobs. Fine, but don't do it because some pinhead thinks you should. You know, or I, I, I was watching a Dr. Phil thing one time. This man, he, he wanted her to have a tummy tuck. Mm -hmm. He said he couldn't go on in the relationship, and Dr. Phil said, "It, it, this is, this man is not committed," you know. If it's if it was this, it's just gonna be. If it's not this, it's just gonna be something else. Yeah, it's always gonna be something else because it's not about you. He's satisfying his personal vision. Yes. He doesn't love you. He loves his version of you. And so, yeah, it's entirely true. If they can't be satisfied with who you are, then they can't be satisfied with who you are. Now. There's always extremes, right? If someone has completely let themselves go. 
And well, then it's a health issue. Then you become concerned about their health. Well, if someone's completely let themselves go, you've probably got a relationship issue as well. Because they're unhappy and it hasn't been dealt with. Oh. You know, all these are psychological. If it's a psychological issue, you know, sometimes these a lot of these things are psychological issues and they have to be dealt with. And if we're not, and if you don't deal with them, right? Eating disorders come from unhappiness mostly, right? Yes. Lack of control. Well, from what I understand. And that's where they start. What I, and then it becomes habit. I, and then it kind what, of becomes from habitualized. From what I've read, because it, it, I'm not a psychologist, that it is about exerting control. They feel that they have lost control in their life. And they're exerting control over what they have control of which is food intake. Yeah, and, some, and they get an unhealthy relationship with food. Unha- then it develops from there. Okay. Yes, it just slay right down. <coughs> so, so be very careful if someone doesn't accept you for who you are. Now, that doesn't mean they can't say, hey, you know, you put on 100 pounds. It's not really healthy. Can You know, maybe we should think about you know, changing our diet or, or walking, offer to walk in the evenings or whatever. If anybody who's connected enough in the relationship will know how to, should know how to approach that. And if you don't, then, you know, we're going to have to come back and listen to other discussions and we'll tell you how to start approaching know, Then you need to be a more common listener of late night love. If you don't know how to approach that and we can help you with that over time. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> because that's about you know mindfulness, and it's, that's a long discussion, and it will require you to listen a lot and think about it, and you're going to have to take time and thought and effort. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, what's next? I had one here. Hold on. Oh. This is a great one. I love how this could you go out with someone who had a child from a previous relationship? Well, for a long time in my dating career, I knew that this that this this was not something I personally could deal with, prepared to deal with. Then I I I was I think because I was just superficially dating and I knew I wasn't ready to settle down with anybody and I didn't want to become involved in a child's life and then just to be there temporarily. I didn't want to do that. So I be, I became, decided I wanted to go into it. I was ready for a serious relationship and be more committed. And then I, you were the first man that I dated, and you have five children, <laughs> and it's been an adventure. I wouldn't have traded for anything. They're they're wonderful people. We have an affection. It's been it's been great. It's been an adventure. But I know not everyone is a success story in that. And how do you know when you're ready for something like that? Well, see, I love children, so it was never a, a thing for me one way or the other. Um, but yeah, navigating the whole step parent thing is—it's a tough one. It, and some people really aren't aren't built for it. 
you have to wait until the other child's an adult and then maybe yeah. and, and you got adult children okay fine and when you're older um and it's because some people aren't they're not it's just like some people aren't meant to have children you know i'm not a good wouldn't be a good parent for whatever reason you know i'm too career focused too self-centered and you know i don't want to change and so i'm not going to be a parent people who you know you can i appreciate people who make that decision right god i gotta do stop doing that i appreciate people who make that decision because they've at least thought to themselves that okay i probably wouldn't be a good parent now oddly enough those are probably the people who would make good parents because they're introspective and they're thoughtful and they're mindful and they would probably end up being good parents but they made the choice that you know and more power to them and so you've got to account for that some people just can't be parents then you have if you have some families can have troubled ex spouses or troubled other parents and so you may not want to get involved until there's no longer children to manage i mean there's always that issue to be dealt with so there's none of these things are as simple as we like to make it out it's not just about oh do you want to be with uh someone who has kids because it's not just the kids you end up with the relationship with. You have to have a relation, even if it's a standoffish relationship with, you still have to kind of have one with the other parent. Yes. I mean, you don't necessarily have to communicate or talk, but there you still has to have some sense of a relationship of where boundaries are. And, and step parenting is a very difficult thing. So it's, I'm not, still not entirely sure how I navigated it. I played my theory and it worked, but man, that's still surprising. Step parenting. But I had a good partner in, in that. The child would played her part well. So, you know, when both people try hard, relationships work. Yeah. Yeah, they you know, when both people try hard and both people are all honorable and have the same, ultimately the same goal, you know, relationships can work very well. You know, don't be selfish. That's kind of the easiest thing to tell you in, in a, as a step parent is don't be selfish. You're the adult. They're the child. Remember that. It's not their fault. They're a child. They're, You're the they're adult. They're a child. Always. Always. Yeah, you have to be the responsible one. You have to be they... the respectful one. They're the one going through all these kinds of emotions and things that they don't understand. They don't have experience dealing with. They are the ones who are going through the trauma. You're the adult. You're the trained one. Not by choice. Yeah. They they're have... doing it. They didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have a choice. They didn't say, yeah, I, I want to pick this person. They, you know, they may have had a voice, but they didn't get the choice. Nice. And so you need to respect them as human beings. They're not your children. And any parenting you get to do to them comes because they allow you to do it. Yes. If you try to parent them, you're going to fail. They have to allow you to parent them. And that comes over time and that becomes slowly. And that's one of the 
things I'm glad I knew. If I did not know that going in, that, you know, I, my job isn't to parent, you know, she's, I can only parent as far as they let me parent. And so I'm not a parent. I'm just somebody until I'm a friend. And then I'm a friend until I'm a parent type uh, or until I'm an authority figure and I'm an authority type figure until I'm a parent, right? You go through all the stages uh-huh. and you know, now I can say that I, you know, I'm, she's my child in my heart and I'm pretty sure it works the other way. Yes. And you know, and that came because we both tried and then you don't have to try so hard because it becomes natural part of the relationship. We no longer have to try. We just ought be, you don't have to think about it. You just do it because it's habit. We've habitualized the kind of respect and that kind of honor and the, the roles. So we no longer have to think about it, but I do honor it every day because that's a relationship that unlike your own children, that one doesn't have to happen. Yeah, well, in that they have the choice. Yeah, they have more choice. They get, they got to choose who you know. Unlike your child, your child, your own children can disown you. They can never talk to you again. They can do all that, but they're still your child. They never have to be. Right. They allow you to do that, and that's a huge honor. And so, anybody who's put in that position where a stepchild allows you to be a parent to them. You should honor that and treasure that because that is worth, it's priceless. There's not even words to describe it. It's priceless. Okay, so we got 10 minutes. What we got over there? Well, we covered this before. Should we cover it again? What's that? Do you believe in love at first sight? Now what else we got? Okay, well, I can't do that one. Okay. Oh, well, this is kind of personal. Well, let me see. If you could have any celebrity's hair, who would it be? Mine. What about Fabio? I got better hair than Fabio. He needs a team to get that hair. I just need shampoo. Come on. Look at hair. Nobody, no celebrity has better hair than me. (laughs) <laughs> why, why are we even talking about this one that's just, that's, I'm insulted that's, that's I think I'm insulted I think that's <laughs> what the hell that's the one thing you're vain about it really is <laughs> I'm kind of I got great hair and y'all gotta leave me the heck alone no hair all right. Do you believe in destiny, fate, or free will? Ooh. A circle that will come back to it because that's a 15-minute conversation. That's a 15. Okay, circle. Let's see. Do you like vanilla or chocolate? Are you a giver or refuse? Ooh, do you have any enemies? Well, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit with our love line. All right. What do you think is the um, would be the best best personality trait to in a relationship? Okay, this isn't written out. Obviously, I'm modifying a sentence. 
What personality do you trait do you think would no? Hey, wait, no. Actually, we got we got five minutes. It's my turn. To... Oh my god, no! I don't have a clipboard. What am I gonna do? <laughs> gonna okay, I have my pen. Okay, while you look at that thing on there. Okay, here we go. What is the most romantic musical instrument? Here it says violins or pianos, but I'm gonna we'll extend that to be honest. What is the most if you can just wanted to sit down and have a romantic I don't know, I don't evening, but you in know inter, a romantic space. Romantic, a romantic space. If you well, wanted to create a romantic space, what me, musical type of musical instruments would you be playing or have playing? For me, I I like the the um the guitar. Just a simple six string, you know, the non-electric, just noodling around to, you know, I, I feel it's very expressive in the right hands. And it can really set the mood. Okay. I'm a little biased. I'll really admit if it's, you're someone who's playing an instrument to and being romantic and nothing beats the trombone. The trombone. As someone who can who can play it. Now I can't play it anymore, but and I could barely play it when I could play it. <laughs> yeah, but you tried, man. How many years of lessons did you take? I, I don't, it wasn't lessons. I took it in middle school, so it was two years of trombone. And I, I just thought, you know, ah. I was so bad at it. I went to drums, um, but. The trombone is a very sexy instrument. Now, if you're just trying to create a sexy space, a romantic space where, you know, kind of romantic background music. I might have to go with the saxophone. Okay. So I'm... Playing this, you know, but Kenny G or whatever. And, so you're into the brass. No. Well, yeah, it's not that I'm necessarily into the brass. It's that I'm not into strings. Uh, By themselves. Now, if you get a few strings together, an ensemble, then you could do right. it. But just guitar solos, and I'm not really into those kind okay. of guitar solos. No, the violin... A really good violin player can make me cry. That's true. That's true. But how often can you get a really good violin player? And I've never done it on recordings. It's only been there in person. Um, but so I don't think necessarily there's an answer, but I guess maybe there is an answer. The answer is it depends on you and your situation, on whether you're playing it in your own particular ears. Like I like I, I like trombones and the brasses. I think the trombone is a very sexy instrument by itself. I mean, you could overanalyze it with the slide and all that kind of thing, but like the trumpet isn't. The trumpet's just not a sexy instrument. <laughs> right? Did the trumpet even cross your mind? No. No? Saxophone? It did. Saxophone did. Flute? Flute actually did first. Flute did first. But I was thinking of relaxing you you said in a romantic setting what would you do and, and, and that's guitar 
would be for me. Flute, I'm trying to think. Because it's just so mellow and relaxing. Oddly enough, an oboe. An oboe. Maybe. But I see, but again, I think it's, for me, if it's going to be strings, it needs to be an ensemble. If I just want one single instrument, if I'm playing it, I want it to be the saxophone, even though a violinist, a really good violinist can make me cry. Um, if I'm playing it, I want it to be a trombone. If I'm listening to it, I want it to be a saxophone or a string ensemble. Because a string ensemble can really do more than anybody else. A horn ensemble too much. A string ensemble can stay stays low. Horn ensemble is very difficult to, to keep it low key. One person can do it easy, but so what do you think of barbershot quartet? I think they're great for, you know, Fourth of July and certain seasonal things. Yeah. yeah. But if they're only used then, then they're gonna die. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't go pay to see one. You asked what my personal opinion. Oh, I wouldn't was. either. I'm. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> I only asked because we're sitting here talking about that, and I have a family member. Uh, there's a family member who I don't know if he still does. He used to sing in the barbershop quartet. Oh. And yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's kind of cool to listen to for three or four minutes, but yeah. No, I. You know, I. I wonder if you can can a barbershop quartet actually keep themselves busy. I doubt you can make any real money. I suppose you could break even. I suppose you could break even. Yeah. But you're not going to make any, especially now. But that's a dying gig, a barbershop quartet. Even though it is a nice little talent for a talent show kind of thing. Well, do they have? They must have yearly contests and and whatnot. I don't think they used to. Maybe it'll come back someday. Do they even have band? You know, God, what was it? They used to have boy bands. I guess they still do. They still got kids yeah, bands. Yeah, they and still stuff. have kids bands. But adults don't do the adult bands. The, they all go off and do singles now. Not really. Can you think of any? You get the old bands, but not, is there any real new ones? I don't know. I'm old. What the hell do I know? We're sitting here. We are. We really are. I apologize. We're rambling to kill a few minutes, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you guys for watching or watching, listening, joining us for tonight. Um, please, you can go to Late Nice Love to catch all of our uh, podcast episodes. They're all listed there easy in an easy format. Let us know how you like the new Daily Dose formats. I think the, um, the changes we made to the style, the style, stylistic changes. It really makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Um, you can send us, uh, contact us at love at late night love if you want to be a guest or you want us to send us a questions or have a, a um, personal issue you would like us to discuss. We'll keep you all anonymous. Um, you can also go to our anchor.fm page. It's anchor.fm slash late night love. You can leave us a uh, voice message. Yes, I guess like your hand get, is raised. Uh, yes, my hand is raised. I'd like to give a shout out to our friends in Ireland and across the U.S. who who listen in. We're big in Ireland. Thank you for your support. Yeah, we have a we have a listener in Ireland or two. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yes. So, so thank you all for joining us. Um, 
we will get better at this particular part of the show as we go on. We've been focusing the last couple of weeks on the daily dose as we've got those nailed down and scheduled out. We can start focusing on getting this done. Um, and where was I? Anyway, like, subscribe, share a thing. Please press like on the page, Facebook page. We don't have our social media stuff up yet. We don't have a Twitter account. You can just find them at me at J just James just, you can find us at the, on social media that way. And, uh, thank you for tuning in and good night. Please remember to love everybody. <laughs>